0: Hello, I'm Evan Knappin and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So, we've been following the surveillance that has been taking place at gun shows, particularly at the Pennsylvania gun shows that are visited by out-of-state residents, particularly from New Jersey and New York, and I've warned... uh, you guys about the problem of the surveillance that is taking place in which individuals are watched by both uh, camera and uh, other means and then they are followed out to the car and it is checked to see whether there are out-of-state plates and then these individuals are followed followed all the way until they cross state line and then get arrested for their purchases of uh, of uh what was absolutely lawful in the federal jurisdiction and in the jurisdiction of Pennsylvania and yet uh has been arguably prohibited in these other states, even though these laws in these other states are direct uh, contradictions to, of course, the right to keep their arms. And so this is something we all need to be very aware of because um, you're being surveilled, you're being watched. And this is part of the uh, so-called tri-state effort. But now there's a new wrinkle to this and it's a, a recent article by John Crump, that uh, came out in Ammo Land, and John is an excellent investigative uh, reporter, uh, particularly on our, the issues that we care about. And his article is: Did NBC News and Pennsylvania Attorney General's Office commit multiple felonies? And what his article focuses on is yet again here in Oaks. At the Oaks Gun Show, Pennsylvania, this is where j s d. Supply runs and owns that show now those folks were the one of the major suppliers of polymer eighty and at one point, they were banned from the show and uh being American and capitalists and all said, well." You're going to ban me? I'm going to buy your show. And that's what they did. They bought the show, and they set up there because the product they're selling is legal under federal and state law. Well, NBC News did this, quote, expose, where they did a so-called hidden camera investigation. More hidden camera surveillance, only this by the uh, the other branch of the anti-gun Movement, you know, the lamestream media. And they're doing this so called investigation where they focused on uh, JSD supply and they made purchases of polymer 80s. And there were uh, builds that took place. And these builds that took place uh, apparently seem to have been done without. Uh, following federal law. And I would encourage you to read John Crump's article where he gives uh, the details about this. But uh, just a quote here, it says, the news crew transferred, this is from his article, two complete readily convertible kits out of parts they purchased separately at the show. And the ATF... Uh, had viewed these as buy-build-shoot kits, as readily convertible, and therefore a firearm. And ATF even raided a company over the kits. And if ATF still keeps to that definition, then, according to Crump's article, Hilliard, and out-of-state residents transferred two readily convertible pistols illegally to the Pennsylvania Attorney General employees to complete. So here we see uh, a number of of, uh, questions raised, including um, the crime of building a, quote, ghost gun for others. You're allowed to build a firearm for yourself, and you've been allowed to have a gun made by yourself for yourself since before the country was even a country. But... uh, Recent laws in anti-gun states like New York and New Jersey have tried to curtail that, but it's still, under federal law, it had to be a gun that you built for you, not for others, and so this is another thing that apparently went on, and then, as if that's not enough, uh, gun owners of America uh, weighed in on this, and they identified in the article uh, other possible crimes uh committed including the pennsylvania statutes that require ffl and uh, PICS, which is the pennsylvania instant check PICS, which is uh they are a poc a point of contact for NICS, which is the national instant check and pennsylvania's point of contact is called PICS. so what you have as a point of contact is a POC Pix Nicks. How do you like that? And that's what it is. But basically no seller shall deliver a firearm to the purchaser thereof until provisions have been satisfied and when delivered the firearm shall be securely wrapped and shall be unloaded. So there wasn't apparently a Pix Nicks through the POC done. And then it's also illegal to sell a handgun to a resident of another state without first going through an FFL and apparently a conspiracy to violate Pennsylvania law and federal law. These are the things in the article uh, that Gun Owners of America has put forward as well. Now, you look at this, all this going on, and they're doing this while simultaneously surveilling gun owners at gun shows and tailing them and busting them when they go into anti-gun states while they themselves, while the enforcement agencies here get involved with the news media and apparently ignore the gun laws because apparently they're they're above them. And you know, we've seen this repeated before. We've seen cases where anti-gunners stand there with prohibited items and bring them to the legislature and bring them to the media and they wave around magazines that are actually prohibited. And yet news media does this and uh, and, and you never see them prosecuted. I missed the exception in the law that says you can violate any gun law you want as long as you're doing it to push anti-gun laws, that must be some kind of uh, unwritten exemption in all the gun laws because this is what constantly goes on. They will destroy law-abiding citizens' lives over technicalities and put to the public these the claims of how critical and vital these laws are to preventing gun violence when in fact we know that it has no effect whatsoever on that but it doesn't matter and in their efforts to continue to sell it they violate the very laws that are on the books and they themselves don't get prosecuted for it while good people instead suffer and all this when dealing with a constitutional right. Think about it. It's not a privilege, it's not just something that uh, this legislative body thinks you should be able to do and it's okay and this one says no. This is all under a banner of a sacred constitutional right that they are constantly screwing with good people. This is what's got to end. This is where the respect for the Second Amendment has to really take form and take hold and become policy because the policy now is the opposite. The policy now is to try to figure out any way that they can crush Our constitutional right in every way they can get away with it by prosecuting law abiding citizens turning them into criminals disenfranchising them of their rights of having abusive states become traps for those that wanted to be in a state where the freedom existed and using it in this manner and then constantly putting out An endless stream of propaganda aimed at destroying our rights. And who suffers? The good people suffer. These are our rights, folks. You want to lose your right to defend yourself and your family? Now more than ever, we see how important the Second Amendment is with what's going on in the world. You know, while they're handing out true assault rifles in Ukraine Bonafide Sturmgevier Select Fire Rifles and these anti-gunners at one side of their mouth are praising the brave Ukrainians in their fight which is true but then on the other side of their mouth they're banning magazines and semi-auto firearms of law-abiding Americans and creating this entire environment of attacking our second amendment rights they, they they win the hypocrisy prize the congressional medal of hypocrisy gets awarded to these folks without a doubt but you as an individual you got to be vigilant you got to know what's going on you got to be careful real careful at these shows because there's intent on setting people up and as you watch the propaganda unfold uh know what you're looking at and make sure that you communicate to others just what a load of garbage it is and uh, that's what this show helps to do and that's what we're all about be back in just a minute
1: For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator, fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman, tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, A bright orange gun law bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Nappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Nappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
0: Well, uh, we really enjoy getting letters from our listeners, and we've gotten some really good questions that have come in, and I want to share these uh, with you. This comes from Anthony, and Anthony asks, regarding out-of-state, quote, gun purchases, end quote, Is it legal for a New Jersey resident with a valid firearms ID card to purchase air rifles and air pistols out of state and then bring them back to New Jersey with them? That's a good question, and the answer essentially is yes, it's legal. But I need to explain why and why this is even a question, and that's because, you see, In New Jersey, air guns, BB guns, pellet rifles, they are regarded the same and are, in fact, defined as firearms. So in New Jersey, in order to acquire air guns, air pistols, and air rifles within the state of New Jersey, you need to have the same gun permits and gun licensing that you would need for a uh, actual powder firing firearm so what you go through to get a pistol purchase and by the way one gun a month applies to that same pistol purchase so you buy one handgun Per permit, you're allowed to get one permit to purchase the handgun. And it is an onerous procedure of a multi-question application of references being required, of uh, background check, fingerprints, all that, so that you can have the exercise of your constitutional right to have a handgun and if you wanted to buy a Daisy BB pistol you have to go through all that and use a pistol purchase permit if you're going to acquire it in New Jersey and if you're gonna buy a long arm like a rifle or shotgun you need a firearms ID card. and If you're going to buy an air rifle, and even have air shotguns, you need a firearms ID card. If it's going to take place in New Jersey, and that means filling out all the paperwork for long arm acquisition, and whether it's a air pistol or air rifle being acquired, or you go through a NICS check, you know, they are going to, dealers are still going to, Put that through on you. It's, it's it's crazy, but this is this whole process. Yet it is absolutely legal to acquire outside the jurisdiction of New Jersey, depending on where you are, an air gun, air rifle, in that other state. And let's just use Pennsylvania. So if you acquire your air pistol in Pennsylvania without a pistol purchase permit because that's not necessary in Pennsylvania, and it's not an issue under federal law and it's not an issue under Pennsylvania law, you've now acquired the air gun lawfully in that other jurisdiction. And you then can transport it back to New Jersey because you're going under the exemption from place of purchase, which is in Pennsylvania, to your home in New Jersey. And that's exempted for transport, place of purchase, home. And your home is exempted for possession. So you now can possess the air gun in your home under the same exemption that you would possess the air gun if you had acquired it in New Jersey with a pistol purchase permit because a purchase permit is only for acquisition. It is not a possession permit. New Jersey does not have a possession permit. It's only an acquisition. It allows you to acquire in New Jersey. And it is, quote, a form of register. But what is being registered is the acquisition, not your possession. New Jersey does not have possession registration, just the purchases that take place in Jersey on a pistol purchase permit. So if your acquisition is outside the jurisdiction of New Jersey, that's fine, as long as you're obeying the laws there. And then the only thing that New Jersey can be concerned with is your possession. Is your possession lawful? And that has nothing to do with whether you have a pistol purchase permit or not. It's whether you're within exemptions. And exemptions include possession in one's home. Possession can include transporting from place of purchase to home. Exemptions also include the target range, going to the target range. And hunting, if appropriate for hunting, the same thing. Now, they're the rules for the transport that apply to firearms, and they apply to air guns. But your acquisition outside the state of New Jersey is not controlled by New Jersey at all because it's outside their jurisdiction. And therefore, it's lawful, and you don't have to waste pistol purchase permits and obnoxious, ridiculous licensing to make acquisitions of bb guns you're allowed to do this now another letter i got asked essentially the same question but asked does it apply to antique and black powder firearms and the answer there is the same antique and black powder firearms are not regulated under the federal law or Pennsylvania law or whatever state if you're in depends on that jurisdiction, you can then acquire these firearms outside New Jersey without the permits, without licensing, and you can bring them back and keep them in your home by way of the exemptions. That's what exemptions are for. Again, New Jersey doesn't have possession permits. New Jersey only has a purchase permit for guns that are purchased within the jurisdiction of New Jersey. And so black powder pistols and black powder rifles are the same and treated the same as air guns, air pistols, air rifles, because federal law does not cover them. And states that follow the federal law, It's not a problem. It's just that New Jersey goes extreme. And New Jersey puts in their definition of firearm, air guns, and antique firearms, and anything that walks or crawls so they can somehow make out to be a gun. They try to jam it into being a firearm. But that's not how it works under the federal law. And it's not how it works in the majority of the states, including our neighboring state of Pennsylvania. Now, you may say, well, Evan, you just talked about individuals who are lawfully acquiring so-called ghost guns and and, uh, parts kits and what have you that could build guns privately, and that's legal under Pennsylvania law and legal under federal law. How come they're busting people coming into Jersey? Well, that's because New Jersey flat-out prohibits them. There's no exemption at all for ghost gun possession. It's not exempted where there is exemption for handguns, rifles and shotguns and therefore the exemptions that apply to them. And since they're viewed in the same category as air guns and black powder, the exemptions apply, but there is no exemption for those others. And that's why they're getting away with the uh, scams of following and, setting people up to uh, destroy them and attack Second Amendment rights. But uh, for air guns and black powder, this is absolutely the way. But you cannot have these things shipped to you in New Jersey. So if you order something online and it comes in, now you're making the acquisition in New Jersey. You need to travel out of state and make the acquisitions in the other jurisdictions. Because if you do acquire in New Jersey, now New Jersey can assert jurisdiction and now New Jersey can make a claim that you violated the law by acquiring the air gun, the BB gun, the black powder gun without the acquisition permits and licenses. So that's the difference. It comes to a very fundamental principle in law. It's about as fundamental as it gets. It's called jurisdiction. And what is jurisdiction? Jurisdiction is power. It's power. Where does New Jersey have the ability to assert its power, to assert its jurisdiction. And it can assert it within its borders, within New Jersey. It's extremely difficult, in most cases impossible, to assert jurisdiction outside of their borders. And when it comes to the acquisition of firearm, well, that takes place outside the jurisdiction. And therefore New Jersey cannot assert its power and cannot demand its acquisition licenses and permits for the out-of-jurisdiction acquisition. Once you cross state line, now New Jersey can assert its power and jurisdiction over you, but you're no longer making any acquisitions, you're simply possessing, and now New Jersey's laws regarding possession will apply, and in those laws we find the exemptions, and that's what allows for your transport and your possession. And let me tell you something, I've proven this multiple times in New Jersey, because I've had individuals charged, uh, indicted for possessing firearms that were acquired out of state and these get dismissed because they were possessed in their home and they were legal and uh you know new New Jerseyans often have a new york mentality uh, that every gun is registered new jersey doesn't have that it's very counterintuitive there is no mandatory possession registration the only thing registered is purchase, not possession. Unlike New York with handguns, where every handgun's registered, and then when you get rid of it, it's unregistered. There is no unregistration in New Jersey of an acquisition, and that's just it. It's registered as when you acquired it. No one says that it means you still have it simply because it was originally registered to you in your acquisition. And in New Jersey, there isn't even such a law that you could even be charged with, such as possession of an unregistered handgun. That law doesn't even exist. Yet so many people think it does, but it doesn't. It's not how it works, and that's why you listen to this show to understand how it actually works. There's just so much misinformation and counterintuitive garbage out there. But I've lived it, been in the trenches, in the courts, and have one on these very issues that we're talking about here and i understand how these laws work so till next time remember gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals they protect criminals from honest citizens
1: gun lawyer is a counterthink media production the music used in this broadcast was managed by cosmo music new york new york us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.